Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture After Dark. Abel and Bonnie here for another week of our bullshit. Uh, this week we have a mixture of some lighthearted stories, but there are some all, uh, serious like allegations and serious topics. So just be warned. Some of these celebrities or, or wannabe celebrities that we are talking about today, Zayn Malik, Yolanda Hadid, Isaiah Washington, Ella Pompeo, Patrick Dempsey, Tara Reid, Kelly Osborne, Alec Baldwin, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Prince William, Prince Harry, Dorit from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, Mark fucking Zuckerberg that I still am salty about, Madonna, Kim Kardashian, uh, former New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, Huey Haha, Adam Levine, Travis Barker, and Cristiano Ronaldo. So... It's quite the lineup for you. It's like people that we've never really talked about, which is kind of a good thing, I guess. I know, there's a lot of them there. So that's a good thing. Uh, I want to start with Zayn Malik and Yolanda Hadid. So Zayn Malik, um, he used to be in One Direction. For those of you who don't know who Zayn Malik is, uh, if you were hiding under a rock years ago, uh, well... (laughs) Zayn Malik used to date Yolanda Hadid's daughter. Um, I think her name was what Gigi. And Gigi, yeah. Yeah. So they have a child together, and they are no longer together, but they are co-parenting. Um, their child's just over a year old, and TMZ says that a source with direct knowledge. Uh, says that Yolanda Hadid alleges that Zayn Malik struck her and that she's seriously considering filing a police report. Uh, The source said that Gigi Hadid's mother claims that the alleged attack happened at some point last week. While the source didn't share details about what triggered the reported assault, the outlet noted that Yolanda stands by her account. Zayn has since come out with a statement and says... As you all know, I am a private person and I very much want to create a safe and private space for my daughter to grow up in. A place where private family matters aren't thrown on the world stage for all to poke and pick apart. In an effort to protect that space for her, I agreed to not contest claims arising from an argument I had with a family member of my partners who entered our home while my partner was away several weeks ago. This was and still should be a private matter, but it seems for now there's uh, divisiveness and despite my efforts to restore us to a peaceful family environment that will allow for me to co-parent my daughter in a manner in which she deserves, this has been leaked to the press. I am hopeful though, uh, I am hopeful though for healing for all involved with the harsh words shared and more importantly, I remain vigilant to protect Kai and give her the privacy she deserves. He later doubled down on his claim with another statement to TMZ, which was kind of shorter, and he said, quote, I adamantly deny striking Yolanda Hadid, and for the sake of my daughter, I decline to give any further details, and I hope that Yolanda will reconsider her false allegations and move forward towards healing these family issues in private. So that's a lot happening. 
it's interesting that there's a source that is close to the situation and that it's coming for Yolanda's camp, but Gigi has yet to speak out about it. From what I could read, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, it's just allegations right now. There's There hasn't been any proof leak. There hasn't been, he says, she said, basically, at this point. Mm -hmm. And again, I feel like if it was 100% true and that was my mom and I was Gigi, I would have spoke out too. Yeah, and, and see, the thing that got me too is where she's like, I'm seriously considering filing a police report. But that shit should have been filed already. Like, I know, like, I don't know. Some people are like, well, you, like, people react differently to it. They'll, you know, whatever. But for me, I don't know. I kind of, like, my bullshit meter keeps going off on this one. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see, like, what all is going on. I think, like, he kind of did a grown-up thing with what he came out and said, like, his you know, his statement, his response, you know, is, is there. And also it's real telling that there's not a lot of details with this situation. Like you just don't know. So I don't know. I just, I feel like there's some real shady shit going on here. So. Yeah. There's, he admitted kind of in his claim that there was some kind of altercation or there was an issue, but that he yeah. does deny striking her. So it's like, he's admitting that there's a problem. But yeah. I feel like Yolanda's cat may be exaggerating it a bit. Like I said, if that was my mom and I was Gigi, first of all, if you struck my mom and I would definitely have pressed, like, filed a report right away because I would have been worried for the, the safety of our daughter. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, if that was me and my mom and our my daughter, if that really happened and my mom called me and said, like, your partner just struck me, I would have made sure I would have showed up. I would have made a statement. I would have filed a police report. I would have put a restraining order just to protect my child. Because if you have the willingness to do that to my mom, then that who knows what your temper is with our child. And so yeah. I, I, I'm like, why, if this is true, uh, why, why is Gigi not saying anything? Yeah. And let me, you, you just said like your reaction is the exact right reaction that should be had. Meanwhile, mine, I would choose violent. That motherfucker would not be fucking on two feet. Like all that. I don't give a shit. Oh, now I'm gonna get, I'm gonna catch a charge. Okay. I'm gonna catch a case. Fuck you. Like you are not touching my mom. I wish the motherfucker would try and touch my mom. No. Like, uh-uh, I'm giving shit, I'm breaking all these fucking nails, and we just, we having it, like, and that's just if I get to them. Don't let my brothers fucking find out. Like, nah, this, we're not having this, fam. So, yeah. Yeah, no, same. So, from a possible toxic allegation to another toxic allegation, Isaiah Washington's coming out with some claims against Ellen Pompeo. Uh, Vaden, you have the lead on this drama from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this is all just coming out now, which is crazy because this supposedly happened years and years ago. But Isaiah Washington just recently came out on did an interview and he played Preston Burke on um, on Grey's Anatomy. And he came out claiming that co-star Ellen Pompeo, who was Meredith Grey, um, was paid off to keep quiet about Patrick Dempsey's toxic set behavior 
Now, everybody has always said everything about Patrick Dempsey and how he's behaved on the set of Grey's Anatomy. And that's why he was ultimately like um, taken off the show. So he alleges that she took a $5 million under the table payment at the height of the Me Too movement. Um, so that way she would stay hush hush about the way that he treated people on set and acted and what he said. He goes into detail about um, several incidences, including one alleged conversation that he had with Patrick Dempsey, in which Patrick Dempsey refers to white men as masters of the universe. And uh, he said he was just not a nice guy from day one and, you know, really just rips into the whole um, fabric that was Grey's Anatomy. So people, here's, here's what people are saying. One, he has sour grapes because he himself was fired from this show because he supposedly made homophobic slurs um, against um, George O'Malley. Um, I think his name is like TKTR. I can't remember his actual name, but George O'Malley. And, um, you know, he called him, you know, the F word. And uh, he adamantly denies that he said that, but he was regardless, nonetheless, let go for it. Now, he was welcomed back at the end of uh, Sandra O's, um, when she was leaving the show, uh, you know, he came back to give her the hospital and, and stuff like that, that he was going to, but it was like for one or two episodes and that's it. Now, here we are all these years later, he's coming out with all of these allegations and stuff. And some people are saying, let it go, that it's... Um, you know, just him having, you know, a knife to twist with the show and the people that are on it. But other people are like, no, you know, he should speak up about this stuff. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know, because <laughs> I've heard bad things about both men, but I've never once heard anything negative about Ellen Pompeo. No. Not one thing about her. And so I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that, uh, I think that he, Isaiah Washington feels the type of way, especially because probably of Ellen's relationship with Patrick and then Patrick, you know, allegedly they were both like Isaiah and Patrick um, for different reasons. But I feel like he just feels kind of salty because Ellen probably stayed close to him. Now, does she get paid to say hush hush? I don't know. But why? I, everything gets leaked. Mm-hmm. How did he get fired? Because of a leak, right? It got leaked that he used that homophobic slur. And it's not legit. He did use it. There was audio. And so mm-hmm. um, if he got fired for that and that was leaked out, how has this not leaked out all these years? It's like another right. one of those. It's just like he, he said, she said, but no, if you don't have receipts, shut the fuck up yeah five million is a lot for an under the table like payoff and stuff that's, for one that's a lot of money but for ellen Pompeo, for us but for ellen pompeo that's not a lot of money because she gets paid millions per episode mm-hmm. so like five million dollars just to stay quiet i don't think that she would risk her dignity and her yeah. name for that especially because if if it were to come out, I bet you she'd probably lose her job. I mean, Grace Anatomy would be over without her, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's just some salty feelings there. That's all. That's what I think too. Unfortunately, on this one, and I 
got to be quite honest, he was not one of my favorite characters. So, <laughs> uh, like, no, my mom, you better back up off my Meredith Grey. I don't even really yeah. like her that much, but whatever. Like, hey, I gave up on I I I'm one of the original Grey's Anatomy people that started watching it. I think it came out in 2005. I think or 2004, one of the one of those years. I was in high school when it first started, and I was one of the original watchers. I watched it from like I would watch it every single week up until like the last maybe three seasons, and I'm like mm-hmm. I've give I've given up on it because I'm like you know at this point I'm a doctor and you know <laughs> I don't need any more hospital shootings or you know so I've given up on Grace, but yeah um so let's move on uh, let's stay in the tv kind of world and film industry a uh, few have been hiding under a, wa- a rock recently it's the only way you would not have heard this story of the tragic uh, incident that happened on alec baldwin's um new movie that he's working on i think it's called rest or rested or some shit like rest. that um mm-hmm. it's very sad what happened and again vani you want to kind of take the lead on this one it's a lot yeah yes this one was definitely a sad story coming out um now deputies were dispatched to the set of rust which is a western being shot um at the bonanza creek ranch now the when they called 911 they reported the shooting when they got there they confirmed that two individuals were shot on the set um which was I cannot pronounce her name. Um, Helena, Haliana, Haliana. I want to say Haliana. Yeah, Forty-two. She was the director of photography, and Joel Souza, forty-eight. He was the director of the movie itself. Um, they were shot with a prop firearm that was discharged by Alec Baldwin, who is the producer and actor as well. Now she was. They were both transported via helicopter to the University of Mexico Hospital where she was later pronounced dead by uh, medical personnel. Now, this was a devastating blow to everybody on set, including Alec Baldwin, who was just completely beside himself over the situation. Now, since this has happened, like him and his family have kind of gone into hiding to uh, get away from a lot of the backlash that's going on. The internet is merciless when it comes to stuff like that, memes being spread, you know, and it's just like, people taking lie of the situation with memes, which I get it. Okay, sometimes that's how people cope, but they, they forget that at the center of, theirs, of this, there is a human being that feels legitimately horrible about accidentally shooting two people and killing one. Um, so he says, uh, people are going back and forth about this prop gun. Uh, it was a prop gun. It, it wasn't supposed to be loaded with real bullets. It somehow ended up being loaded with a one real bullet. And that the they were saying the prop gun was in a safe and not that many people knew about it. Um, so their police are investigating, trying to figure out how a bullet really got into the prop gun that was supposed to be used. And um, so they just actually executed a search warrant there for the facility itself, which is the, the ranch where they were filming the, the movie, the Bonanza Creek Ranch. They're also looking into the actual place itself to see if there was any negligence there with the property, you know, as well as if they're not, they're not cutting any corners with this. But at the end of the day, it was sad. Someone did lose their life. Someone else is hurting. The whole set is just, you know, they're, they're 
just in tears over this whole episode. And I just, I really do feel for Alec Baldwin because that's, that's something like he's got to live with for the rest of his life now. Yeah. And so just to also add to all of that, this set of rest has actually been shut down numerous times for different issues that they've had on set. Um, the purse, so Whoopi Gobert spoke about this on The View, and obviously Whoopi's a legend. She's been in films, movies. She says the way in every single film that she has been involved in with the gun, and other actors have come out and said the same thing, there's always one person in charge of the gun. Only one person. That is their literal only job. They have, a, like you said, a safe, a box, only them and then the head director or producer know the combination they unlock it they show the actor they're supposed to show the actor that the gun is not loaded and then they are supposed to then hand it to the actor they do their scene the actor hands it back then two people watch the person put it back in this into the safe and it gets locked up and then vice versa it keeps the the that is the way it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be like that. Well, the person that was handling this gun has allegedly um, was actually previously fired from a Nicolas Cage movie because of setting numerous guns off as well. Mm-hmm. And how does she get, it's a female, by the way, how does she get the job with that kind of resume? And um, so I think the police have, at the very least, this person's probably going to get charged with manslaughter and yes. uh, probably some other things because, but then it's like, who else, like, is it the directors, you know, the people in charge? Like, if something happens, like, um, I run a retail store, something happens in my store, at the end of the day, I'm in charge of the store. Right. So who else should be held responsible, if anyone? Because from what I heard and what I read, when I say I heard, what I read online and listened to another podcast um, is that they were, they being the director, assistant director, and the person handling gun were cutting corners to save some time and money. Mm-mm. So um, what do you think that more than, the person that was handling guns should be held responsible for this? Or is it, you think it's solely the person that was handling the gun? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If there was negligence on anyone's part, then that person should be held responsible. Definitely the one that should, the, the girl that you're talking about that should, that that was her one job, definitely her, 100%. <laughs> Now, if Alec Baldwin knew at any point in time that corners were being cut, you know, this and this and that, they didn't do things like the way they should have done, definitely hold them responsible, you know, but it's, it's just, a, it's a shitty situation for everybody involved. Um, the only one I have no, I have no tears for is the girl that that was, that was your job. That was your, your job. One job. It's, yeah. But it's also like, it's your one job. But what's shady is like, with her she got fired in the past for like that's shady like setting multiple guns off on another movie set mm-hmm. but then like how do you still get that job again <laughs> but then it's like the people that hired her for that job and then it's like if the press found that out so easily how did the people that are doing the hiring not finding that out like look I how quickly definitely- and easily like you can google search and yeah. 
they didn't Google search her, like that shows you that they're cutting edges from the very beginning. So I think whoever is cutting the corners to save whatever their bottom line, I think that person or those people should also be held responsible. Definitely the person that did the hiring should be held responsible as well. It's like they didn't actually vet this person. So that falls on them. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. That's crazy to me. And also Whoopi added that anytime like the person walking on set will be added to me. Did I say that? Will be added on the view <laughs> that um, uh, anytime that person was walking onto the set with the actors holding the box, everyone was shouting live gun on set, live gun on set, live gun on set. And that yeah. basically just me, even if it did, it was empty, even if it had rubber bullets, fake bullets, whatever it was, whatever, even though it's a gun prop, Whoopi says in every movie she's ever been involved in, everyone is shouting live gun on set, live gun on set, just so everyone's aware and everyone's watching. So right. it's like, Alec Baldwin isn't an amateur. You know, I feel so bad for him because he took someone's life and he has to deal with that for the rest of his life. But it's like, you're not an amateur either. He's dealt with, he's done multiple movies with guns. And I feel like if you also didn't feel like something was right, why didn't he speak up as the lead in this film? Yeah, exactly. So I guess you can point a lot of fingers, but at the end of the day, who's going to be held responsible, you know? So I don't know. It's just an overall sad situation for the family that and friends of the lost one, you know, like, um, that's sad. But so hopefully they get justice in some form other than just a payment from the studio. I agree. So uh, let's move on. I want to, you know, it's, man, it's like a tough day. So uh, I know. Queen Elizabeth, you know, for all of our listeners over in the UKers, all of you UKers. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Queen, Queen Elizabeth, is, she has been ill lately. And I believe I read that she actually uh, spent some time in a hospital she her health has been kind of up and down lately uh the palace even just last week released a statement and they said uh the queen has reluctantly accepted medical advice to rest for the next few days her majesty is in good spirits and is disappointed that she will no longer be able to visit northern ireland where she had been due to undertake a series of engagements today and tomorrow um following the statement a royal reporter said that the 95-year-old queen has spent that same night in the hospital for some preliminary investigations before she returned to Windsor Castle. Um, it said that the queen is finally one of the insiders, you know, because you, the UKers always have some insiders inside that castle. Uh, mm-hmm. The queen, they say that the queen is finally acknowledging that she won't be around forever. Really, girl? And needs to slow down. At, at her age, she's barely realizing she needs to slow down. I'm 33, and I'm like, I need to slow down. Uh, she is not a quitter and will continue working, but is handing over some of her duties to Prince Charles and Prince William, and is said to be preparing them to take over the throne. Um, it's crazy to me, because obviously, as long as we've been alive, she's been the queen. As long as our my parents have been alive, she's been the queen. My grandparents have been alive, she's been almost the queen. Um, she took over at a young age. And so um, 
I don't know. I mean, her son, Prince Charles, is old as hell as himself. He's like 70, isn't he? Or 60, yeah, he's, 70, he's like 70 something. Um, so I think that's why she's getting, obviously he is next in line, even though he is old. I mean, he would be the next person to be king. But question is, is the queen's reign finally going to come to an end? Dun, dun, dun. Who knows? The only time will tell. But Prince Charles is 72. So yes, if he, I wonder if that would like make him like one of the oldest monarchs like to take the throne at that age. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he'd be 72. So uh, yeah, I mean, come on. We knew this was going to come sometime soon. She's what, 95? Like there. Yeah. yeah I think she, she, is she 95? I know she's like up there like she's almost not yeah she's 95 95 yeah and um yeah now i did I, I did hear a little bit about the story because i did hear that prince harry is beside himself he went into complete panic mode when he found out that she was in the hospital because he was he's already guilty about not saying goodbye to his grandfather before he passed away in april so you know he's like and there's some talks about him and megan actually traveling to go visit her soon so I mean, it really seems like, you know, they're all kind of planning, I guess, for that to happen sometime soon. It's, you know, that's, I'm not saying it's going to be like a cool thing or, or a big, uh, but it's going to be a thing, you know, to see like the changing of the monarchy and stuff like, you know, over from one um, royal to another to take the throne. So that's, you know, that'll be something, you know, maybe they'll do it before she passes away. They won't do it just because she passes away. You know, who knows? I hope that she does it before she passes away. I hope that she yeah. they have like a core. I think they call it a coronation. Yeah, a coronation. Um, like I could be a UKer because I know like UK words, like UK and words. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be a resident. Um, so yeah, I, it'd be like neat to see her pass the throne to i wish they would skip prince charles because he's not exciting <laughs> but i wish they'd pass it to prince william because i feel like prince william although like whatever drama him and his brother have and whatever issues and whatever i feel like they would take the uk and be a little bit more progressive and kind of shake things up even though prince william seems to be like a rule follower like he follows the rules but i think that's because he's scared as hell of his grandma the queen <laughs> so but i think that to hand i think they should kind of like i know it's like not their laws or whatever but i think they should like pass <laughs> they should definitely pass uh her son or, yeah like yeah. just pass him up bro his times came and gone like he just uh, yeah. I'm all, I don't know. Prince William's kind of boring to me. I want Harry to take the throne. Give it to Harry. <laughs> That'll be the day, girl. Harry's like now, like, how many kids does Prince William have? Three, four, two, or it's two? I don't know. He's like third in line, fourth in line now, something like that. But or he can't even be it no more. He's not a prince or whatever. I don't know. We He's don't know. Prince. We but he but he has stepped down from royal to being from being a royal, yeah. so he can't be king anymore. So sorry, I don't know what's happening over there in the UK, but hopefully the queen lives and uh, can pass it on before she dies. So that way we can actually celebrate um, a new king because yeah. that sounds boring though. Like the king of England, that sounds so like 1800s. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it let's does. let a queen, like let's, it's all about the queens. Mm -hmm. so, Long live the queens. Yes. Yeah, so from one queen to some would say another, Madonna. Um, oh, 
Yeah, she's not my queen. She was before my generation. Um, she was the generation just above me, and I don't care for Madonna. Even, that's controversial. Um, well, Madonna it has recently come out with the Paramount Plus documentary, uh, Madame X, Madame, and um, this is just like a documentary based on like her tour i think like her new tour and just about her life well they're in a teaser for a madame x madame extra q a uh kim kardashian asked madonna if she has saved items at, from her famous wardrobe and kim says quote okay queen madonna do you have all of your award show and music video wardrobe and can i wear something one day can you think that big old ass could fit in there? Uh, I'm not. I'm not body shaming. I'm just saying, like, girl, you're thick on this. We love. Yeah. We love. A, we love a thick queen. But got some cake. Madonna really didn't have no bakery. So, so you, you want to hear? This is Madonna's response. That's so cute. <laughs> Madonna said after seeing Kardashian, uh, Kardashian West's pre-recorded video question, and then she added. Of course, she has a fashion archive filled with old clothing. She says it's in Brooklyn, and you, uh, anyone that touches anything in the archive must wear rubber gloves. <laughs> Madonna really thinks highly of herself. Well, Madame X uh, Extra Q and A will be released on Paramount Plus on November eight. I will not be watching because I don't give a shit about Madonna. Um, I just thought this was funny when I, the headline was like, you have to wear gloves. The headline says, Madonna says everyone must wear rubber gloves when touching her clothes. Okay. I, I mean, I, I understand why. I get it. Especially like, because some of her, her clothes, her outfits, they're iconic. So, yeah. I mean, I was that and a big hit? At Kim Kardashian? I don't know. But that's uh, cute. That's cute. That's cute. It's the cute. <laughs> yeah. Some of some of her clothes are old and dusty. They are fragile. <laughs> they could be broken if you touch them. Oh, don't be hating on my bitch. Okay. Cause that shit she wore for the blonde ambition tour. I was here for it. Ooh, I also wanted her dress from um what was that song? The one about the church, the crosses, like in the video, like there's crosses on fire and some, like a I prayer. I don't know any of her, like, I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. Like, I know a few of her songs, but like, I don't know all the words. I know a couple of words from a few of her songs. I just, her and Michael Jackson were like, not it for me. And they're it for everyone else. So, yeah. Come on. That's controversial, but <laughs> they just weren't it for me. Like I, I don't know. They're just not it for me. So, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> I said, I said what I said. You said and what you said. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that is Madonna and her crazy ass throwing shade at Kim Kardashian. That's cute. I uh, love that. Appropriate. <laughs> Sit down, little girl. No, you can't yeah. touch my clothes. <laughs> yeah. So from people would say the queen of pop which i have to agree madonna is the queen of pop um she is uh from the queen of pop to another pop star adam levine he was recently in some he's in some mess right now um 
controversial mess, but we'll discuss it. Bonnie, why don't you take it away? Okay, I'm gonna start this story by saying I am not an Adam Levine fan. So um, anyhow, <laughs> he's responding to criticism over his reaction to a fan that jumped on stage. So during Maroon 5's performance at the Hollywood Bowl on Saturday, Levine had his eyes closed and he was singing Sunday morning when a female fan rushed the stage and kind of threw her arms around him. Now, video of the moment was captured and he reacted by saying like, fuck, and was grimacing and he like shook her off and he just made like a ugh, disgusted like look and face and sound and stuff. So um, when he did that and it was addressed, it was like in a, a TikTok video that kind of went viral. Um, and on the video, it was like, Adam Levine is not having it. Um, that's what it, it said on the title, but the caption has since been changed, which I find hilarious or whatever. But it led to a debate on a lot of social media platforms on how he handled the situation. On one hand, there's many that are defending Levine, reminding you, don't touch somebody without their consent. Like, you don't do that, you know, especially right now with pandemics and stuff going on. You don't get in somebody's face and area without that. There's other people saying, hey, look, humble yourself. Your fans are why you have this fan base. If you go back, like before the whole, like, oh, don't touch somebody without consent and this and that, like stage jumpers, people running on stage at people, you know, to hug them and stuff like that. It's, it's always happened. It's something that's always been done. And, and people are saying, you know, that that's, you know, just he was kind of shitty for the way he reacted. Now, he did come out and said that um, I want to address the Hollywood Bowl incident thing, a fan coming up to me on stage. And this was on Instagram. He said, I've always been someone that loves, respects and worships our fans. Without our fans, we don't have a job. I say that all the time to our fans to think that anyone would believe that I thought our fans were beneath us or less than us makes my stomach turn. There's that's just not who I am. And that's just not who I've ever been. I just was really startled. He said, sometimes when you're startled, you shake it off and move on because I'm doing my job up there. And that's what I pride myself on. He continued to say, so I need to let you guys know what my heart is and what my heart is the connection that exists between the band performing on stage and the fans. He ended it by saying, hopefully you all can understand that and then blew a kiss. Now, I looked at the video, I watched it. He seemed very insincere. He seemed like he was doing damage control on it. Uh, this isn't the first time that people have kind of called him out for the way he acts, whether he acts stuck up or kind of just shitty towards the fans sometimes or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a split decision on this. You're very one-sided on how you feel about this. So go ahead. How do you feel? Um, no, nobody should be popping up on no stage and it's been happening for a long time, but it's not been okay for a long time. There's like an infamous clip of Whitney Houston on stage and somebody trying to jump on her stage and she cussed their ass out on stage. And not only did she cuss them out, she told security, I'm not singing again until you remove them from the stadium. Mm -hmm. um, and if this had been a female singer and a guy jumped up and went up to her and tried to grope her or grab her or even be in her personal space, all of the world's news outlets would be like, oh my God, this guy is harassing this female. Adam Levine does have a bad reputation, but in this case, I am 100% and I'm not, 
I do like some of their music has been what is it called what, I don't know I like some of their music <laughs> I was like something maroon I like some of their songs I really do I'm not like a fan I like some of their songs but I also have heard lots of negative things about Adam Levine but in this instance I totally am on his side whether his apology or not was sincere I feel like he shouldn't have even issued one because like I said had this been a female on that stage and a male approached her the whole world would be up in arms and that's mm -hmm. not okay it's not okay for anyone to jump on stage I've been at say I've been at concert and like you know maybe and like I said there's been people that he's she's lucky that he didn't push her or hit her like a reflex like had he been like his back towards her and all of a sudden he turns around and sees her and like your natural instincts kind of like he's lucky she's lucky they're lucky that that did not happen because there's been videos of like rappers and artists like pushing people off of them um you know uh beyonce handles it with a little bit more grace uh, people will try to like slap her ass and she'll like point them out in the stage and she won't like ask them to get removed but she'll stop the concert and be like hey that's not okay yeah and so like she handles it with a little bit more grace and everyone is her own but like i said in my opinion an, an apology should not have been issued and in my opinion if this was a female artist and a male fan jumped up and tried to go after her or him you know everybody would be an uproar about it yeah and it, um, everyone would everyone would be like poor let's just say it was Adele, you know, poor Adele, like, oh my gosh, she was attacked by the news headline to say attacked by a fan. Yeah. You know, I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from a hundred percent. I would like to note that his security was on it. That woman was not on him for more than half a second. Like it, that it was real fast, you know, whatever, be that as it may. The thing that irked me about this was I'm like you, I, he shouldn't have issued a apology or or went on there to explain anything if it's insincere because it seemed insincere to me maybe it's just because i don't like him but to me it seemed insincere like i'd rather you had come on here and been like yeah i acted like that somebody got in my space that was a reaction you know i would rather have him come out and say that not bullshit the way he bullshitted whatever the fuck because like i said I, there are so many things about him out there being ugly and you know all that stuff so but as far as her actually getting up there again I'm, I'm kind of like eh because the way she did it what she actually did when she was on the stage it didn't seem like if I would have seen if it was a uh, like let's say Adele and a, a male fan went up to her it, the exact same way this female fan went up to Adam Levine I wouldn't have seen it as I don't think they would have taken it as attacking and stuff because that's not what it was there was nothing groped or anything like that but at the same time respect people's personal space like that again you're right she's lucky she didn't get knocked the fuck out like people react certain like different fucking ways like like holy shit that's like your first reaction might be to you know swat at them or you know something something like that but I think like a lot of people go back like to like back in the day when this used to happen, a lot of artists would like, oh, there's a fan, let me hug them real quick. Or, you know, even like, you know, let them sing with them, you know, and stuff like that. But that's just not way it, it, nowadays times have changed. Times are different. I would be scared someone's coming up there to actually hurt me. What if they have a gun? What if they have a knife? What if they have, 
you know, something like that. Like that's what would, and then plus, hello, we're in the middle of this epidemic. Like, (laughs) like, um, like, like, you take your fucking COVID off the goddamn stage. I don't know. You you ain't even wearing a mask or nothing. I'm not wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. We both like, no, fuck that. Like, that's what would get me. Yeah, I think his apology probably was not sincere. I bet you it was his PR team, management team saying you have to say this and that's it. Like you at at his level of stardom, like your PR and your managers run your life and they tell you what you have to do. And I feel like they said, you are going to say this and that's it. And so he was probably like being in like, he was probably like, this is, I'm saying this because I fucking have to. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I've been to like plenty of Beyonce concerts and now on her concerts on her stage, cause I've like, I've gotten as close as like second row on her stage. Like you can't even reach for her because there's these huge plexiglasses, probably like I would say three to four feet high that are like at an angle. And so you can't even get close to her like with your reaching because from the floor, like floor seats, you can't reach her because of those tall plexiglasses. And she right. puts those all around her stage. But there's also times that she's walked through the crowd, but she has security, hella security around her as she's walking through the crowd. So right. it's like, um, I don't know. Like I said, I think that had it been a female artist and a male artist walked up there, I mean, a male walked up to her, either it wouldn't be a story or it would it would be one of the two. It wouldn't be a big deal or it would have been female Adele attacked on stage. Yeah, I they, I they definitely would drive it that way, especially with the times right now and stuff. So, so it would have been like one of two ways. But like I said, Adam Levine, he does have a bad reputation. So mm-hmm. what is up with all these people having bad reputations? Oh my god! <laughs> my we ain't even done yet. <laughs> I know. So let's just keep this train wreck rolling with uh, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yeah, Mr. Cuomo here. <laughs> no, New York's former governor, Andrew Cuomo. He's, you know what? He did not come clean out of his office. I swear to God. He's just been hit with a criminal charge for alleged sexual misconduct. Now, prosecutors in Albany, New York, say the ex-governor has been charged with forcible touching, which is a class A misdemeanor. The alleged victim is currently unknown. There's no details uh, you know, on her, but this is the first criminal charge against Cuomo since he resigned in shame, I might add, back in August. <laughs> um, if you recall, the Attorney General, uh, I think La- Latita James, she announced her investigation found that then, when he was the governor then, he had sexually harassed several women, mostly former and current staffers. The next day, Cuomo stepped down, but he hadn't been charged with any crimes. So um, now, they did find out that according to the documents that it happened on the second floor of the governor's executive mansion and he allegedly forcibly placed his hand under the blouse of the victim and started massaging her breast. So that was the forcible touching and that's what this incident is going to stem from. So, yeah, uh, you know, I got if he is to be found guilty for the forcible touching, he could face up to a year in jail or three years probation so Cuomo that's that's just for this one charge (laughs) because there's actually been now 11 women that have come forward so they're investigating all 11 claims so I imagine they're charging him with this one while they get evidence for the other cases but um yeah so there's more 
and to he has always maintained his innocence and said that he has never inappropriately touched anybody um but apologized for what he insisted was inadvertent behavior well i don't know i that may be his tune that he's singing but when he resigned he said this is how he tried to dismiss it but hold up look i'm about to blow your mind real quick on what this fool said like <laughs> i can't even he said that um he tried to dismiss his behavior as a product of the changing times claiming that he had just grown up in an era where his actions were commonplace almost no one bought that excuse like what you're telling me you grew up in an era where it was common for you to grope women's breasts under their shirts without permission the fuck did you grow up Cuomo? Yeah, I, he didn't grow up in an era that's called white privilege and that's called uh, being uh, the part of the 1% that gets away with everything. See ex disgraced twice a peach Donald J. Trump. So, I, you know, it sounded <laughs> a lot like Donald Trump's like locker room talk crap shit that he was saying. And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember this era. Like, I know I'm not that old, but. I don't remember my parents talking about this era. So yeah. these men are like to quote one of my favorite current rappers, Doja Cat, many shit. Many <laughs> many shit. So uh let's these move men, on. These yeah. <laughs> these men ain't shit. Um let's move on and talk about Tara Reed, someone who I know from American Pie, most famously, right? Um, the American Pie series. Well, she's was, I think it was the 90s when that happened, American Pie. Ill, I feel old. Um, so she was the it person back in the day, right? Well, she recently posted an Instagram photo and her caption read, Nothing better than your friend taking a hot artsy pic of you in Palm Springs. And then she tags her friend. And it's just a picture of her in a bikini top. Um, you know, it's a very, like she said, artsy. She She's like looking very natural state. Okay, so no makeup. Very just like came home from the beach. Well, <laughs> a lot of comments. Um, she is saying that she is being skinny shamed some of the comments read so thin i hope you're okay this looks very uh, scary and unhealthy oh my god eat something what the hell happened to you you need better friends tara please get help uh so she commented stop hating and start loving no one needs to be body shaming it's not right it's not cool and it hurts people. Please don't be one of those people and it because it does have an effect. And then the uh, photographer, the, her friend that took the picture, jumped in and said, I love you, my superhero. If only they knew your heart and soul, they would feel terrible uh, deliberately trying to hurt you. Proud of you. I would do anything for your washboard abs. And then she put life trying to make it, you know, yeah. Like, and then um, she added a note that concluded, uh, and she said, To all who made their great comments exposing their hate for my artsy picture I posted yesterday, it was the angle. Here's another picture from yesterday to show you I am not too skinny. I have a high metabolism. 
anyone with a high metabolism understands it's impossible to gain weight. All I do is eat. To everyone who wrote something nice and stuck up for me, I love you. And keep spreading that love. It is the only thing that will save this world. And to be fair, the second picture, she looks, to me, she looks fit. She doesn't look too thin in the second picture. She looks fit. And she's older, too. And so, um, you know, we talk a lot about I, recently Lizzo and people fat shaming her. And now mm-hmm. we're in the opposite spectrum where people are skinny shaming. And it's a real thing because I actually personally knew someone a few years ago when someone would tell her, man, you're so skinny. Like, I wish I could be like you. That would actually hurt her, like, inside. Like, she would, right. she suffered, like, she because she literally could not gain weight. People didn't know that this person was going to doctors trying to figure out how she can gain weight because she was mm-hmm. so unhappy. And this girl, she wasn't the thinnest of the thin, but she had a nice little shape, you know, but she wanted to be thicker. And she was seeing multiple doctors trying to figure out how she could gain weight. So anytime someone complimented her body, she felt insecure about it. And so it's like, why do you, I don't understand people just always want to hate on something. It's like, you can't be too thin. You can't be too fat. You can't be like what? And then the people commenting, I'm like, let me see your profile. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Tara Reid has always taken on scrutiny and, you know, backlash and, and these horrible type comments. It's almost like she's never been good enough for the fandoms out there and stuff, um, which, I mean, if you think back and you look back on Tara Reid throughout the years, she has always been skinny. She has always had a small frame. She has always had like, you know, kind of bony arms a little bit and stuff that you would consider bony and stuff like that. She, her body has literally been made like that. But what people don't understand is not to, to make it sound horrible, but she's been almost like a patchwork of disasters throughout her life. She went from her addiction to alcohol, stints in rehab, botched plastic surgeries, um, fake and failed relationships so she's literally been through it she's put her her heart her soul her mind mentality and her body through the ringer going through all this now i will say the black and white photo that she posted was not taken in in a a form of black and white that is would do her skin any kind of kindness now she has that skin where it looks like maybe it didn't wear enough sunscreen sweetie you know, the leathered worn look, you know, and then they, they talk about like that, like around her breast and, and some parts on, remember again, she had botched plastic surgeries throughout her life. So that's going to do some stuff to your skin. On top of that, she is older, she is aging. And what she did with her body, with her addiction to alcohol and everything else that she had affects how your skin is going to react to all that. So yeah, she's got some saggy skin that looks like it's hanging off of her itty bitty bones. But that was her, again, that was her body type. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Can you see her bones? Yes, you can see her bones. Could you always see her bones? Absolutely, I remember that shit. So she doesn't look bad. She just looks like an, a middle-aged, older white woman that went through some addictions. And it, it shows on her body. But either way, she's loving herself. She's clean. She's happy. She's, you know, doing what she should. I hate body shaming in any form whether it's skinny shaming, fat shaming, anything, dysmorphia shaming, whatever it is. I, I can't stand it. 
Yeah, she's been through the ringer. And, you know, like I said, that black and white photo, it was like, I could see her saying like it was artsy, but it wasn't flattering. You know, it, it was, was very like, um, but, you know, it just shows you that she's just like, she's not, she does, she obviously doesn't care. And she's like, this is me. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and not every picture is going to be perfect. She's not a Kardashian. They don't, she's not going to put thousands of filters on herself and Photoshop. Like Photoshop all the, death. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Tara Reed. And uh, since we mentioned Kardashian, let's talk about Courtney Kardashian's new fiance, Travis Barker, and his drama with his ex. Girl, what is happening <laughs> with this story? I'm telling you, Shannon Mokler does the most and tries to say she's doing the least. I love this. I'm here for this. This is some petty shit going on. So Travis Barker recently covered up a tattoo where he had Shannon's name on and he did, uh, he put a Scorpio on cause he's a Scorpio. So he put a scorpion on there and a print of, um, Courtney Kardashian's lips. That's what he chose to cover up Shannon's name with. I mean, they've been divorced for a while already. They've been split up for a while. She covered up a tattoo already too. So I don't see the big deal with it, but she took to Instagram. All this happens on Instagram. I love Instagram. I sort of got him here for it. So she had posted a picture and um, on, she put the caption on there. I never did mind about the little things and put like a little red kissy mark under it. Obviously she's taking a dig at that. And then not only that, she also posted a video um, and the caption on the video on her Instagram says, it's sad, you know, what money does to people. And she's like dancing in a bikini and everything. And the song is called, it's, it's about Travis Barker in the song. So I find that hilarious. There's a lot of shade getting thrown out. I, I, don't, I like the tattoo. The tattoo is cute. And Travis Barker's posts about it were cute. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are you here for this pettiness? Like what? Yeah, I don't think it's even petty. I just think like it's moving on. I think like, I think he's, she's lucky he didn't get like, I've seen people with like, they have names on them. They just put, they literally get like a tattoo that says canceled over their name. Oh, I know. <laughs> or I think that was a classy way. Like it represented him being a Scorpio, like the scorpion. And then like, it's like a new beginning for him. Like the Scorpio, yeah. like, like maybe it's like him loving himself and then his new love, Courtney, you know? I didn't think it was shady or petty on his part. I think her reaction and her post and stuff are That's petty like baby. That's going to be baby mama drama, even though her children ain't even babies. A big one. I, and then for her throwing it out there saying, oh, it's sad, you know, what money does to people, implying, you know, that their whole thing, the relationship or whatever what, is. What money, money does to people. Travis had money, girl. Do you, mean I know. do you mean it's sad when that money leaves you for someone else i mean is that what you mean i'm saying she is really doing the most to try and stay relevant and i just, i was just like okay girl I go away girl I, I wonder how it hit her when her kids were like making tiktoks like so happy that their dad was engaged i know like it's and terrible. i don't i also don't get it because her boyfriend or who her supposed boyfriend is he's He's fucking gorgeous. Girl, so what are you mad about? Red flag. Red, big red flag. 
So, all right, let's move on to some Real Housewives of Beverly Hill drama. And in this case, it is actually not um, pettiness or fun drama. It's actually a very real and scary situation that happened. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star, her name is Dorit. Dorit, she says Dorit. She has like 10 accents. I'm like, girl, speak in, in one language. Um, anyways, serious though. Uh, she was held at gunpoint and robbed late Wednesday night as a part of a terrifying home invasion in Los Angeles. Uh, she said that she had just returned Tuesday night from a trip to London where she had attended her nephew's wedding um and in her encino hills home where the incident took place a source close to uh dorit says that three men broke into the home around 11 p.m uh, local time on wednesday night uh kemsley uh kemsley which is uh dory's last name her seven-year-old son jagger and and her five-year-old daughter phoenix were in the house at the time of the incident too uh, the insider claims the men accessed the home through the children's classroom door while the family was asleep, at which point two of the men walked into Dory's bedroom and woke her. Um, they were at the edge of her bed, and Dory uh, allegedly uh, was begging them, please don't hurt my babies, don't kill me, I'm a mother. One of them allegedly responded with the most chilling two words imaginable, kill her. The intruders thankfully did not kill Dory. Um, reports suggest that she was physically unharmed altogether, but that she is just in, you can imagine the PTSD that she is suffering and she's in a trauma state. Um, the, they said that the men were in the house for about 20 minutes and that um, thankfully, you know, that they stand the way they entered wasn't through the children's bedrooms because uh, God knows what they would have done then. Uh, the intruders stole all of her jewelry and handbags and left. At that point, she called the police and the LAPD arrived to investigate. It's unclear currently uh, whether they have suspe suspects on the radar or if any evidence has been able has been discovered since. Um, so yeah it's like she's actually like on top of that she's supposed to be starting shooting for the new season of real housewives on thursday um just literally that so that happened wednesday night thursday afternoon they were supposed to start filming for the new housewives season and so she's obviously not going to be in the first few episodes um at least so that is when a reality comes to real life hell and um what are your thoughts on that i know i like to i usually i usually joke about housewife stuff and i'm always like haha like you know real housewife drama i love a housewife story but yeah. this is horrific. What are your thoughts on the incident? And could you like imagine waking up two men at the edge of your bed? Like, I would be completely mortified, especially like for my children, especially for my children, but also, you know, for myself, I, you know, cause people are crazy nowadays. People are fucking nuts. And I, I don't even know. I would, it's just, it's that situation where you do 
what you need to do to survive to get through that situation, whether it's do exactly what they say, you know, some people freeze up though. I mean, all I can say is I know I would be mortified, like a hundred percent mortified for me and my family. And it would take me a while to come, come out of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So thoughts are with Dorit and her family and sending positive energy to them. And hopefully I see her on the Real Housewives soon because I do love Beverly Hill Housewives. Um, but thankfully her children and her were safe. So thankfully yeah. handbags and all that can be replaced. So moving on, I Kelly Osborne, we've talked about her a few times here, especially with her mother and her being so open about her sobriety. Well, she recently just celebrated five months of being sober from her. We rec- I think last time we recorded, I don't know if it was the end of season one or the beginning of season two, where we talked about she had a relapse. Uh, well, it had to have been at the end of season one because it's been five months yeah. now. So uh, she is celebrating five months of being sober on her actual 37th birthday, um, despite rumors of her relapsing a second time. She actually, mm-hmm. I, you know, when you're in a program, they give you like a chip for like so many months and years and like some kind of token that it's just um, a way to help people like work towards something. And um, she shared that on social media and people were kind of like doubting her. Of course, people are saying that, you know, they don't believe that she's sober. Um, however, to me in her photos she looks healthy she looks happy um and it's a shame that people are like she's celebrating being sober and people are putting her down but then you have idiots like those bitches Demi Lovato that are California sober and people are like oh it's it's because you know she has a problem with this drug not alcohol like she can smoke weed and it's okay for that like what the fuck is wrong with these people exactly like I will never understand that no that is not okay I I have to give it to Kelly Osbourne like good good on you girl like she had that relapse whatever she's back home and she does look very healthy she looks good she actually looks really amazing so I'm here for it girl celebrate your five months do it celebrate every month I know people like oh it's just five months Eh." well you know what fuck you like it's it's addiction you don't know like it's it's a process. It's steps. Like you'll never know unless you're in that position and you don't want to be in that position. So, you know, I'm here for it. I'm here for her. I, I support her. She does look great. Same. So let's talk about Facebook and Mark fucking Zuckerberg. Okay. <laughs> he is. Facebook is like Doja says men ain't shit. Facebook ain't shit. Mark Zuckerberg ain't shit, okay? We recently talked about the whistleblower at Facebook and all the drama surrounding them. Speaking of, the whistleblower just spoke to, like, members of Congress and all this stuff, and I'm like, girl, you're doing the most at this point. Like, we know. (laughs) We know, okay? Uh, Stop it now. Um, Well, today, as we are recording this, Facebook officially has changed their name. So the actual app, Facebook, didn't change their name. The parent company, Facebook, which owns WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, changed their name. So they changed their name to Meta. Mark Zuckerberg said in his statement, 
I've been thinking a lot about our identity as we begin this next chapter. Facebook is one of the most used products in the history of the world. Uh, it is an iconic social media brand, but increasingly it just doesn't encompass everything that we do. Today, we're seen as a social media company, but in our DNA, we are a company that builds technology to connect people. And the metaverse is the next frontier, just like social networking was when we got started. So Facebook has evolved over the time. It's not just where you post pictures and talk to family members. They actually have Facebook original shows like Red Table Talk. And they have just a bunch of, they have actually Facebook shows on Facebook. It's evolved into a streaming platform there, right? It's evolved into all of these things. So I agree with that. And he's actually um, said that they are looking into like augmented reality as well. And so you're going to be able to access Facebook in a different way through like AR lenses. You'll be able to use AR lenses and devices to see videos and to do those types of things. Um, But people just find that it's weird that Facebook, the parent company is changing their name after all of this is happening and coming out in the press. My thoughts are a big change like this can't be done overnight. I don't feel like changing a whole ass brand name and mission could have been done in just a matter of a week or two. I feel like this has obviously probably been in the works for a while. Although, like I said, Mark Zuckerberg ain't shit. I feel like this is something that's been in the works, but people are definitely not on the Facebook train, but everybody's still using it. Everybody's still using Instagram. <laughs> so um, yeah. what are your thoughts on Facebook changing their name to Meta? You know, it just, it does seem like it's really like, like this, this is, this is not okay. Like right after the whole whistleblower thing. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Like now, like whatever. I don't know me. I'm like, do I have to call Facebook meta now? Like, do I have to be like, Hey, let's go on meta. Cause I'm not going to do it. I'm not, no. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking do that shit. No, that that's fucking Facebook. Fuck you. Like, no. are you are you going to fuck with my WhatsApp in any way? Okay. Like, what the fuck does this have to do with me? <laughs> it, it literally has nothing to do with us. The consumers will not know any difference besides any updates that they might have for Facebook or WhatsApp or Instagram. But the whole thing is now it's like met, like Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram are under the umbrella of Meta, Meta, whatever the fuck. So, right. um whatever like i didn't feel like he needed to make a whole ass video on it like i <laughs> mark, know like mark go away bro like, bring back to, where's tom we need tom i'm so done yeah like i'm fucking done with my, i i don't know i just feel like he does shit to just i don't know him too to stay relevant he's so fucking irrelevant i don't give a fuck if he did make facebook i don't like him <laughs> i don't like him either and then he fucked up my whole life with instagram the other last couple weeks <laughs> Instagram went out. I'm like, don't be fucking my life like that. Like, Instagram is needed, okay? Like, okay. like, let's get rid of Mark and bring back Tom from MySpace. Like, that's who we need. Yeah, I love Instagram. I'd rather stay on that platform than Facebook, to be honest, because I get banned way too much from Facebook 
And Instagram don't give a fuck. Instagram showing everything. Booty hole, nipples, everything. Instagram don't fucking care. Like Lizzo, really show, Lizzo will show her whole booty hole. The whole, the whole booty hole. The ring yeah. around the booty hole and everything. It's good. It's all good. And Instagram's like, stay up, queen. I know. Meanwhile, you fucking, you barely say uh, anything. Anything fucking joking to anybody. Fucking Facebook comes through that. That is bullying and harassment. Fuck you. I talk to this fool like this all the time. I hate him. I really told my friend the other day, not the other day, it's, it's been like a month or two, but I told him, I was like, I fucking hate you because I tell him that all the time. I was like, I fucking hate you. And boom, I got banned. I'm like, for hate I don't, speech. I don't know anybody else that gets banned from social media platforms more than. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> tiktok hates bonnie my tiktok stay and that's because like i was on live the other night and i got banned in the middle of my live my life got taken down it said for adult content and sexual nudity there was none of that why well, submit an appeal and yes i did win that appeal but it's like for three days i i was banned i couldn't do shit and i was like i hate i fucking hate it here I literally, anytime I try to send you a TikTok, I'm like, I just text it to you because I'm like, I can't, I don't know when your page is going to be banned or not. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, TikTok can handle a little bit of plus size girl cleavage, like, uh, when, but whatever. When, when you decide to end TikTok, when TikTok is dying down, just show full tit and go out with a bang. <laughs> I'm all, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We're pasties on, where's this at? <laughs> So booty hole while you're at That's it. That's why I don't get it. Lizzo posts TikToks and she's twerking and shit in songs and those don't get taken down. I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> TikTok, why are you hating? Like, uh, who did I hurt at TikTok? Who did I fucking hurt? Like, I'm with the... Uh. Mark Zuckerberg has it out for you. He has connections. <laughs> no. well, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> so... Uh, let's move on to some sad news. Uh, speaking of TikTok, uh, a TikToker named Huey Haha. Yeah, so Huey Haha, who was 22 years old, um, has sadly passed away. Now, I wish I can give more details on this. Unfortunately, there has not been anything in the press or anything anywhere to detail how exactly he passed away why or what happened um wednesday the stories went up then he had passed away there is a gofundme for his funeral arrangements and for anything left over we'll be going to his daughter now the gofundme the goal was for fifteen thousand. when i last looked it had already hit its goal and well surpassed it at thirty-four thousand, heading on to thirty-five thousand. so my condolences for him and his family and all of his fans he had millions of likes um, on the TikTok platform, and uh, it's just a developing story. We'll have more news on that as it comes out. Yeah, and I want to stay with TikTok and kind of sad news. Um, there is this famous TikToker who was just recently arrested and has been accused of killing um, his wife and her friend. Uh, his TikTok name is like something Jin, um, Jin Kid. Uh, he's very very popular on the app he does a lot of like reenactments and like does impressions <laughs> um, well he and his wife supposedly she had told they had been separated for a little while she told him she wanted a divorce he went and it said that he allegedly installed like a spying app on his 
on their daughter's iPad where he can listen in to conversations. I'm like, let me find out someone has that. Um, <laughs> well, he apparently heard her and the male's voice talking and showed up to their house and killed his wife uh, who was 28 and her friend Rayburn who was 29 um, Ali is actually his real name has pleaded not guilty to first degree murder charges and is being held without bail um, if he is convicted he could face the death penalty so all of this happened um, over the weekend, I think, or just like the last few days. And it's crazy because I didn't know of him, but I went to go to look at his TikTok and it was like four or five days prior to this happening. He had just created TikToks. And I'm like, man, it's like his life and his wife's life and his her friend's life change and their child's life has changed forever in a matter of days. It's mm -hmm. like, it is such... TikTok could be such an amazing platform for people, but I think when it could also lead to toxicity and issues, and I'm not saying that's why he killed his wife, because obviously he had like mental problems of his own and jealousy, jealousy and uh, rage and stuff. But yeah, that's just a sad story to report on another TikTok star, and there's been plenty of others that we haven't covered in the podcast, but a bunch of TikTokers just you know see and it is sad and the thing is here is that he is denying killing them he's denying killing he's denying all of it however i mean it's there's there's so much evidence against him at this point right now um not only did you know did he go to the apartment and stuff there's a video footage of him running out of the elevator to the apartment and all that but even after the shooting, he was still armed. He had the weapon with him when he went to pick up his daughter from school. So, you know, it's 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 a very tragic situation. My heart goes out to her and the guy's family, both of their families and, you know, their loved ones. Yeah, that's all very sad, but we would like to end the podcast on a happy note. Um, Soccer player Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo revealed recently that he is expecting his second set of twins. So that would be his fifth and sixth child with girlfriend Georgina Rodriguez. Um, uh, Nick Cannon, Cristiano, <laughs> have, you ever heard, have you ever heard of condoms? I'm a, a bitch can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. shit. I second set of twins. Fuck that. I had one set of twins, and that's it. It, it was. I was done. Take the tubes, tie them, clip them, burn them, donate them, give them to somebody else. I don't give a shit. But one set of twins. That's it. That's it. Why would you want another one? No. They they say like when you have one set of twins that you're likely to probably have another. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's so he stay just coming in people like. I was job just just raw everybody just out there raw dogging motherfuckers these days like what is wrong with y'all like in the middle of a pandemic I know we're all in this epidemia we can't do this <laughs> it is ghetto it is ghetto here okay it is so ghetto here like like Demi that's why your homies don't want to come to this planet <laughs> Demi, 
You need to tell those ETs to come save us, girl. They aliens use the right word. We don't care about their feelings here. So we had to bring up Demi because those hoes. (laughs) It wouldn't be pop culture. (laughs) After dark without that. Yeah. So that is it for this week's uh, pop culture after dark. Uh, until next week, until celebrities stay messy, we will chat with you guys very soon. Have a good one. Bye.